Hi, welcome to Best uh, Small Horror House, Philadelphia. We'll be right with you with Andy and George, but first, a word from our sponsors. Coming to you whenever movies exist again. Spiral from the Book of Saw. Open the book with executive producer, writer, and star, Chris Rock, known to you from comedy. But now he's a scary guy, so get ready to get spooked. Hello, it's me, Jigsaw. Do you want to play a game? I'm Jigsaw, do you want to play a game? Jigsaw, do you want to play a game? It's so fun playing games. I'm Jigsaw, do you want to play a game? Come jig and go to saw. I'm Jigsaw, let's play a game. And this is uh, this is my test, so I hope I get the part as jig, um, Jigsaw in, in uh, Saw, Jig f- Spiral from the Jigsaw book. Bye-bye. Round tones, round <laughs> tones. ta te ti to tu Oh, dude, I was fucking busting up at that trailer thing you said. Thank you. It's very stupid. I was, I'm like, part of me wants to take another pass at it, but I feel like... I, I like having spirit. it in the heat of the moment, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hi, everybody. I'm George, and this is The Best Little Horror House in Philly, the show where we talk about the best horror movie ever made. According to our guest, at least. But that's not what we're doing today. We're doing another Choose Your Own Adventure book because I've been having so much fun doing it. And so I've brought my good friend and incredibly talented cartoonist, artist. He does it all. Uh, A.T. Pratt is here. How's it going? Hello, George. Welcome back. Uh, thank you for having me. It's uh, a real joy to be here. <laughs> and um, I'm curious about your experience with Choose Your Own Adventure books because we've been talking about getting you on a regular episode of the show. So we're not going to break down your history with horror yet, but is this something that you grew up reading like, or is this something relatively new to you? Not books per se. I can't read, uh, but uh, unless there's pictures. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So, but I remember there was this picture kind of choose your adventure book. I think it's called Labyrinth or Maze. Mm -hmm. It's very cool, cool looking book. And then I've uh, more recently, my brother-in-law has shared with me um, two graphic novels that are kind of choose your own adventure. And those are really cool too. Um, And one of them is called Lou Garou, sort of French werewolf uh, thing, cool. and then I forgot the other name. But yeah, awesome. Well, as far as these, I never did much. I did D and D and stuff, but never right. choose your own adventure. Well, first of all, I think that it's cool that sort of the medium of choose your own adventures is sort of branching out into graphic novels. Obviously, there was that uh, Bandersnatch choose your own adventure episode of Black Mirror as well. <laughs> Um, I snatched the bander. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, got to snatch it. So you know, this might not have been something that you grew up with, but you're—it looks like you're in for a doozy because the one that we're talking about today is Choose Your Own Adventure number forty-five, Edward Packard's "You Are a Shark." I am a shark. Now, George, before we start, am I the Meg? Can I be the Meg? Look, I think that that's up to the book. I'm certainly okay with it, <laughs> but you know, this is kind of a go ask your mother situation. <laughs> okay, I'll 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 consult with the I'll consult with the sacred text yeah. to see if uh, I am named Meg. Well, let's talk about this uh, cover art here because this art, while it's typically something that Choose Your Own Adventure books are known for, is having pretty sweet art. This is really, I feel like, on another level here. There is 
some kind of statue, uh, like the front of a temple and a monk standing outside it. And it's this intimidating lion. There's a soaring eagle and a kid Mm -hmm. mid transformation into a shark, but also like still fully has a head of a human boy. (laughs) Yeah. Shark head. He's like trapped in one particularly awkward frame of an animorphs cover. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the illustrated by Ron Wing. Ron Wing. Yeah. Which is why I I have to assume that like I'm a shark, but Ron Wing just couldn't help but put not just an eagle which has wings, but also the the bear sculpture also has what looks like a wing on here. Yeah, it's in a weird spot too. Like it looks like it's coming out of the jaw kind of um out of the jaw slash out of the monk's head, yeah. top of his head. <laughs> that's true. Maybe that's just like a funky hairdo he's got kind of yeah, coming out the back there. Hairdo or headdress. <laughs> Actually, it reminds me, it's sort of a mohawk. It reminds me of uh, Street Sharks. Do you ever have a Street Shark, George? Oh, absolutely, man. I loved that show. It was jawsome. was jawsome. Just, just great stuff. I mean, look, uh, as far for my money, if you're going to rip off TMNT, you could do a lot worse than the Street yeah. Sharks. The the mohawked one in particular, I had him, and one traumatic memory from my youth is that I gave him a, a haircut, uh, and his mohawk, his long majestic mohawk, turned into more of like a choppy taxi driver kind of situation, wow. and it haunted me until I started cutting my own hair, which was its own traumatic <laughs> situation for many. Well. I think that based on this art, we're in for a good one. Recent released today, in fact, was "You Are a Monster," which came out after "You Are a Shark." So I have to assume that this one was good if it got a sequel. It's a hit. It's a hit. Yeah, that's that's what the critics are saying. So top of the box office. Yep. Let I think that uh, the books office. Books. <laughs> 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 yes, it is. It is now. Uh, and here we just get your. Classic warning. Don't read it straight through. Think carefully but before you wait. make a move. Okay. The animal kingdom is alive with dangers. Your choices will affect whether you live or die, return to human existence, or be trapped as an animal forever. Good luck. Hmm. Wow. This is assuming that I don't prefer life as a shark, but I'll, I'll take their word for it. Uh, yeah, I agree. I also, it feels like you might not actually become a shark like the way that it's oh my god (laughs) if i don't play my cards right i don't even get to be a shark god i guess we'll see this sucks okay all right let's uh (laughs) let's dive in uh well so first we get it turns out that it in fact was on the statue not on the monk we're looking at another illustration here with a little bit of a better view Mm -hmm. it's late summer you've been hiking in the remote mountains of nepal when you come upon the ruins of an ancient temple Vines have grown over the wide steps that lead to the entrance. The temple is faced with stone carvings of animals, all worn and crumbling, except for one fierce creature. An enormous lion with the wings of a dragon! Its huge jaws threaten to devour anyone who dares to pass. As you climb the steps, you sense danger. You step closer and stare at the lifeless monster towering above you. It seems to be warning you not to pass. Summoning your courage, you continue past the statue into the dark, cavernous temple. You can barely see anything, only a glimmer of gold in the center of the chamber, and beside it, a frail-looking man in a simple monk's robe. As you start towards him, your legs grow weak. You sink to the temple floor. You try to stand, but you can't. The strength is being drained from your body. You can't even lift your hand. You call out to the monk, but he neither moves nor speaks. You feel your life slowly slipping away. 
The end. Shit. Wow. <laughs> we died he drained on my life essence, and uh, I passed away <laughs> before I even got to become a shark. You hate to say it. Am I still alive? Yes, you are still alive. Yes. Are you still alive? You are lying on the stone floor of the temple. The monk sits motionless beside you. You try to sit up, but you can't. You feel as if you were in a trance. Perhaps you are dreaming. If so, it is unlike any other dream you've had before. Maybe you are dead. Oh, no. Yeah. As if reading your mind, the monk says, You are not dead. Neither are you alive. How can that be? You murmur, still unable to move. You have fallen into the shadow of death, he answers. It is forbidden to enter this temple. Those who do not heed the warning of the guardian must give up their lives. You feel the chill of death hovering about you as you struggle to remain conscious. But, but, but I didn't know, you say. You knew better than to enter, replies the monk. The guardian told you quite clearly. You mean the statue? I thought that was my imagination. The guardian is real, the monk says gravelly. That was gravelly, right? (laughs) Uh, Gravelly enough. Though though not part of the world you know, unless it chooses to release you, you will remain in its power forever. Oh, no. Oh, dang. He looks like friggin' (laughs) what's-his-face from Street Fighter. Thalsam. Hmm. Yeah. And also, you are really... <laughs> I'm struggling down there. <laughs> oh, my I'm, God. That's a really funny expression on his face. He looks a thousand years old there. <laughs> yeah, I'm very old. Okay. The gar- Yeah, uh, remain in his power forever. Remain where? You say, trying hard to make sense of all this. If I'm in its power, what's going to happen to me? For the first time, the monk looks away from you. You must now give up your human life, he answers. However, you will be given a chance to live in animal form. Turn to page 10. Your skin grows cold, then colder still. You shiver violently. (laughs) To To be turned into an animal, you can't let yourself believe this. Who is this monk anyway? Maybe he's making it all up. But before you can even question him, the monk continues. I serve the guardian of the temple, though I will do my best to help you. I may not interfere with its powers. You must first be one animal, then another, then another, and sometimes the same one again. Time may seem to go in circles. You may remember your human existence, or forget it in an instant. But what if I die as an animal? You ask. The monk shakes his head. If you die in the game, you die for real. (laughs) (laughs) If you die... (laughs) Stay alive situation. (laughs) If you die as an animal, you die as an animal. What's important is that you live as one. (laughs) For now, it is the only way you can live. The monk moves closer to you as he speaks. You may be an animal in creation, anywhere on Earth. You will retain some control over your fate. Whether it will be enough to save you, I cannot say. You try to speak, but the monk raises his hand. No, and a wave of darkness (laughs) sweeps over you. When you next hear his voice, it sounds very far away. Would you be lord of the air, lord of the land, or lord of the sea? Now, first, before you make your choice here, Andy, let me first say that this is the best entrance to one of these that we've had so far because it gives you a choice right away. And those seem to be pretty intense choices here that are going to, you know, have some pretty serious impact on the story. So... If you answer Lord of the Air, we just move right on to the next page. 
If you answer Lord of the Land, we're going to turn to page 16. And if you answer Lord of the Sea, turn to page 6. Well, I have to say the title and cover of the book is leading me towards one of these choices. Sure. The world of possibilities at play here does make me indecisive, but um, I will say... This is the first one where we have had three choices at once. That's never happened before. Unprecedented, in fact. Yeah. I want to... Naturally, I want to choose all three buffet style. Sure. But... I will say my I will I will I will look to the stars with this and I my zodiac style is uh, I'm on the cusp. February nineteenth is both the beginning of Pisces and the and the end of Aquarius. I visualize this as a man carrying a bucket with a fish inside a bucket. <laughs> right. But what is a, a big fish but a shark? And I am a shark. My name is Meg, and I'm the Lord of the Sea. Let's go. There we go. Turn to page six. Something wild has happened. You crash back Whoa. into the ocean, whoosh, spraying mountains whoosh. of water in all directions. <laughs> then, with a flip of your massive tail, you dive. <laughs> Opening your mouth, you strain a few thousand krill from the water. <laughs> they taste excellent. <laughs> you swing your tail, accelerating. You dive deep, <laughs> deep. The water grows cold. <laughs> Darker, not colder. Probably colder, too, though. You pass a small fish. A hammerhead shark. You're not a shark. You're passing yes. it. You hear, what? you hear the sounds of the other whales calling. <laughs> Come, it's time to migrate to warm waters. You send a sound message back to them. You've always migrated with the others. But, fruit, but food is plentiful here. And you like the cool waters. Though you know you should join the migration. You're really not ready to leave. Also, more fantastic art up here. Friggin' yeah. great wave style waves coming up. It's the classic Hokusai wave. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and so your choice is here. Let, well, first of all, I gotta ask, how disappointed are you that you're a whale and not a shark right now? When am I gonna be a shark? I don't know. I'm pissed. This really, <laughs> it feels like quite the subversion here to give you a choice that lets you be Lord of the Sea right away and not have it be a shark when that's the title and the cover art. I don't know. Pretty, pretty fucked up in my opinion. <laughs> And it, it's it's not specifying what type of whale I am. Uh, yeah. Blue whale would be pretty sick. That's the biggest boy out there. Yeah. Um, but I choose to be a sperm whale, the horniest whale. That's true. <laughs> Do they eat krill, though? Okay, fine. I'll be... Uh, what, what, what other... Uh, you got any more whales think, for me? Uh, I think a blue whale does eat it. You could be a nurse whale. Or a nurse shark. Uh, no, that's a nurse shark. Uh, I don't fucking know. You're, you're in, a sperm in tribute, whale. You're a in sperm tribute whale. to our... To our uh, healthcare community in this trying time under COVID-19, I'm a nurse shark. And it's leading my choice here. It says I'm not really ready to leave, and I like the cool waters, yeah. so I'm going to stay in cool waters. All right. Just turn to page I'm a, I'm a maverick. I'm a lone wolf. I will not follow the other whales. You're glad you chose to stay in the cool water. The, Damn right. Oh, yeah. The krill here are very good. You've just finished breakfast, Yum. but you gobble up a few thousand more for a little snack. Hold on. I just watched Happy Feet 2 and uh, Matt Damon and Brad Pitt's performances as the krill make me pretty sad that I'm oh, just man. gobbling up thousands of these little guys, but move on. Hey, they're still together in your stomach. They don't even know anything's changed. Yeah. And uh, you get to practice your dives and your turns and you're whacking the water with your tail. You arch your body and you watch the spray shooting into the air. 
You dive into the cold depths and you cruise in the stillness of the deep. (laughs) (laughs) Then, rising like a rocket, you breach the surface and blow stale air out of your lungs, sending up a great plume of spray. (laughs) (laughs) Cruising, you see a shape on the water that grows larger as it approaches. Maybe it's another whale. But the shape is larger, much larger than a whale. And most of it is way up out of the water. If you swim towards the moving shape, turn to page 109. If you try to get out of sight, turn to page 67. Much larger than a whale. Have you seen a blue whale? Have you been to the Natural History Museum? Pretty big. I don't think so. I, um, I don't know, George. Can I phone a friend on this one? Uh, I can certainly give you my opinion. Also, I forgot to mention at the beginning. I'm really bad about doing this. Uh, in terms of format, what we're going to do is uh, if we fuck up, we're going to have a couple runs at this, you know, ready to go. So if we have to rewind a little bit, so be it. I think that if we go towards this moving shape, my hunch is that humanity is the real monster here and we will be hunted. Mm. Or I might just headbutt a propeller and that'll be curtains for this whale. Yeah. Um, I'll stay out of sight. I'm being cautious so far. All right, 67, here we come. You swim away from the moving shape, diving hundreds of feet below the surface, waiting as long as possible before coming up to blow. Deep within the ocean, you hear the distant call of another whale. A few moments pass. The other whale sounds a shrill note of distress. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to edit that so we can hear them both. Listeners vote on which was the better shrill whale noise. Something is attacking it. You know there can only be one predator. The shape you saw is a killer ship. Yes, man is the greatest enemy. Yeah, we are the virus. Yep. (laughs) Knowing it may already be too late, you call to the other whale, To the depths! Oh, wait, no, this is you. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) This is my whale voice. To the depths! Only the depths are safe! (laughs) There is no answering call. But as you swim away from the ship, you hear the higher-pitched sound of a much smaller whale. You call back to it, and soon a calf swim towards you. Together, you flee the humans, surfacing only to blow, then quickly (laughs) below the waves. As you dive, you feel your human memory beginning to return. Okay. Page 103. You're surrounded by silence and darkness. You can't feel or see anything. Then, from out of the void, you hear the sound of your own breath. As you concentrate on keeping up, on keeping your body deep and even, a feeling of calm fills you. You can sense your body now. You're sitting, legs crossed, your spine perfectly straight. Once again, you are in the temple, and like the monk, in the lotus position. But unlike him, you can't stand up. You have achieved a state of meditation, the monk says. I still can't move, you answer. Indeed, it is good. Good? Does that mean the Guardian will release me? You ask, trying to keep the excitement out of your voice. Not yet, the monk replies. But you have learned to focus your being. It may serve you well in your next incarnation. But- There is more you must do, the monk breaks in. You must learn about leadership. You start to protest. uh, No, the monk- uh, No, I look into your eyes. (laughs) 
Now, he says gently, would you be a leader of animals or be guided by another animal? If you say you will lead other animals, turn to page 105. If you say you will be guided by another animal, turn to page 19. Let's let's walk us through your thought process here, Andy. Is 19 the one where we were choosing all the lords which lord I wanted to be? I don't, I don't think so. That seems much earlier than that. Right, okay. Hmm. Well, I did say I'm a maverick and I'm a lone wolf, a lone whale, um, but so I would neither lead nor follow if I had my own choice. Right. But I must seize the day and lead my animal brethren and turn to page 105. Wow, we're in it. Like John McCain, though I'm a maverick, I will lead my people. (laughs) (laughs) You are standing on a bluff. A blustering wind is blowing through your thick mane. The sun has just set, and a full moon is rising over the rim of the canyon. The horses grazing below are in your herd. You are their leader, a powerful chestnut stallion. To the north, you can see the clouds gathering. You raise your head into the wind. You can smell the approaching storm. The herd is growing restless. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know I could never get a horse uh, noise. I knew I was going to embarrass myself. That's all right. We're we're, we're Nay, both hey, on hey, it. hey. <laughs> Suddenly, a tremendous bolt of lightning shatters across the valley. Oh. Wild screams come from the herd as the horses break east across the canyon. Terrified, they run blindly towards a jagged ravine. You've got to cut them off before they reach the edge. Hold on, guys. Stop. (laughs) Stop, Without hesitation, you tear down the side of the canyon. Stones fly out from under your hooves as you skate down the steep, twisting trail. Reaching the canyon floor, you explode into a gallop. You're the fastest horse in the valley. (laughs) You're the fastest horse in the valley. The herd is well ahead of you, though. You may not be able to turn them back in time. There's one chance. By cutting through the thicket of mesquite, you may be able to save them. It's the shortest route to the ravine. But in the near darkness, you could easily twist a hoof in the tangled brush. If you cut through the mesquite, turn to page 94. If you continue along the canyon floor, turn to page 29. Well, uh, I recently fucked up my foot running. and it's not fun. Uh, that seems to be what I could do uh, by cutting through this thicket of mesquite, uh, yeah. stumbling through the darkness, which is probably how I fucked up my foot in Prospect Park running past dusk. Mm. So I'm going to continue along the canyon. F- That's the light option, right? The non-near uh, darkness. Yeah. Right. Canyon yeah. floor is a safe way, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that that's smart. I think that a leader keeps his cool. He continues on the steady path. Let's turn to page 20. If I don't survive, then... Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) You gallop across the canyon, your flanks foaming with sweat, and your lungs burning. You're gaining on the herd, but the other horses are still far ahead. Desperately, you drive yourself towards the ravine. Suddenly, your right foreleg plunges into a hole in the rocky canyon floor. No, shit! Jesus! There's a sharp snap. A searing pain tears through your leg. You stumble and fall to the ground. Your leg shattered. Another flash of lightning splits the air as the herd races on like some lemmings. The end. No! 
Wow. Well, uh, we gave it a good run, literally. Yeah. Okay, so we rewound uh, a little bit. We're only going back one decision because... Uh, or two decisions, I guess, because we decided, fuck horses. <laughs> they're, they're old hat. We're done with them. Uh, we couldn't make it work. So we are instead going to be guided by another animal turning to page 19 you can barely see your mother as she lumbers through the woods far ahead of you you're a kodiak bear cub and this is the first time your mother has led you so far from the den you were born in where can she be taking you and why is she leading you into the open the forest is beginning to thin out but your mother's still shuffling ahead out of the forest through a field of tall grass and to a bank of a stream you've never visited before. At the sight of it you stop dead. Throngs of salmon, more than you can believe are in the world, are battling the icy rivers to swim upstream. The water is alive with them and bears are standing all around you, gorging themselves on the easy catch. You're witnessing your first salmon run. You start to charge for the water, but a cuff from your mother's heavy paw sends you sprawling. Oh, Mom. She's going to teach you her way of catching fish. Little punk-ass bitch. What the hell, Mom? (laughs) Meekly, you sit next to her on the bank and watch. Whenever a salmon flashes too close, your mother darts her paw into the water and flips it onto the bank. You try to copy her, but something goes wrong every time. You keep missing. Damn, I have no hand-eye coordination. Classic bear. (laughs) (laughs) once you make such a splash that dozens of salmon rush away from the bank and when you finally land one it flips itself right back into the water and swims Mm. off you're starting to get mad in the deeper faster water you can see some boulders where a few huge male bears are fishing maybe you'd have better luck out there if you try to wade out into the deeper water turn to page 112 but if you decide to stay next to your mother turn to page 64 I've been cautious so far, and it worked out well with the whale, and I was punished for it uh, as a horse. They really keep you guessing here. My mom just hit me. It was child abuse, and I'm not staying close to her. I'm not being cautious. I'm a maverick like John McCain. I will wade out into the deeper water. Here we go. Turn to page 112. You're tired of waiting for salmon to come along. You're going to catch some your way but you have to wait until your mother stops watching you so dang closely. In a few minutes, a skinny, half-grown bear tries to nudge your mother from her fishing spot so he can sit there. Your mother's not having any of that. With a growl, she turns and starts pushing the younger bear out of the way. Here's your chance! Gingerly, you wade into the stream and scramble onto a rock. You lean over the water and dip your paw in. Then you pull it out again. Now what did your mother do? Did she use her claws? You wish you could remember. Oh, there's a huge one. Without thinking, you launch yourself into the stream and find yourself in much deeper water than you'd expected. You're being carried downstream. Oh, shit. Mom, help me. The current's carrying you faster and faster. You can't right yourself, and your head keeps going under. You're bruised Uh, from bumping into uh, rocks. Salmon crowd against you in their frantic rush upstream, but you can't get a breath to catch one. Where is your mother? Why didn't you stay next to her? As the waters drag you along, you wish that you knew how to swim better. Turn to page 69. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Oh, shit. Still going. Still going. You are an octopus. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah, all right. Hell yeah. Uh, drifting down towards the ocean floor. 
As you settle on the rocky ledge, you change your color and texture to blend in with your new surroundings. Perfectly camouflaged, you wait until your favorite food, a lobster, approaches. Yum. Is that, what's your actual favorite food, Andy? Oh, that's tough. I, can I, can I pass? You know what, I I actually, I have learned how to read and I can, it says lobster on the page and I choose lobster. There we go. Hey. Or maybe come back to me. Maybe you edit something in later. All right, we could do that. Or, you know, this is an immersion test. You passed. You are an octopus. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) With amazing speed, you propel yourself towards it. The lobster wheels on you, pincers wide apart, releasing a jet of ink to distract it. You sweep over to the lobster's side. Swiftly, you slap one tentacle around its back. Thwack! Another around its rear claws. Thwack! And a third around its head. A thwack! In almost the same motion, your sharp beak rips open the lobster's soft underside. Wow. Your hunger satisfied. You swim off. Hey, that's the fucking circle of life, my friend. Yeah. Uh, Your hunger satisfied, you swim off, searching for a den. Like all octopuses. Isn't that right? Isn't it octopi? Yeah, this book is dumb. (laughs) You feel safest when you're hidden in a dark, snug place. Relatable. Yes. (laughs) Ahead of you is a clay jar. You approach it curiously, and with one tentacle, gently explore its insides. Mm. It's empty, so you slither over the side into your new home. Curled up in the bottom, you sleep. Turn to page 73 in your dreams. You awake to an odd sensation. Though you are still in the jar, you're being pulled through the water. Something is carrying you to the ocean's surface. You're curious, but very wary. Should you stay in the jar or slip out now? Interesting decision time here. If you stay in the jar, turn to page 85. If you slip out of the jar, turn to page 50. This is, I'm, wow. I think that this is a really interesting uh, moment here. I, uh, I'm kind of like a reverse claustrophobic. I like a small confined space. My, my childhood bedroom was built out of a, a closet and I, so this is easy for me. I stay in the jar. Hell yeah. Plus again, there's that immersion, you know, you're, you're safe and you're comfortable in there. Mm -hmm. I am an octopus. You are an octopus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Though the jar is moving, it feels safe inside. Damn right it does. I'm never leaving my jar. (laughs) The ocean grows warmer as you near the surface. Steadily, the jar continues to rise. Then suddenly... Oh, it was steadily. The jar continues to rise. Then suddenly, your den is ripped from the water, and a hand reaches into the jar and grabs your body. Oh! You cling desperately with all of your tentacles, but you're not strong enough to resist. The hand yanks you out of the jar and throws you on the deck of the boat. Ah! Around you are dozens of jars, and beside each one lies an octopus. God damn it. Some are already dead. The other is weakening. The hot sun is beating down on you. You know you can't survive long out of water. Your eyes rise up like periscopes. Boop, 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 boop. The edge of the boat isn't far. Using all of your strength, you crawl to it. In a moment, you're over the side and back in the cool water. Yes! We made it! As you swim towards the bottom, a strange thing happens. You become aware of your own escape. Moving through the ocean as if you were a part of it. Your swimming never felt this effortless, you think. And slowly, you realize your human memory has returned. Wow. Turn, Turn to page 47. 
I'm really good as an octopus. I feel like I'd be a better octopus than human, honestly. Ah, octopus, he took charge, that octopus. Yeah. Suddenly, you're human again. Back in the runs of the temple. That's probably supposed to be ruins. <laughs> the temple's got the runs? I don't like this. This time, you find yourself standing. You try to walk. But your feet seem rooted to the floor instead of rooted. Why'd he wrote wrote me to the floor? (laughs) I like that this is like stages kind of thing. Clearly we're making the right choices here. Uh Um, The monk sits sits before you. You're doing well, he says. Thanks. Oh, (laughs) well, thanks. (laughs) You say surprised. surprised. Does that mean I can go on now? I mean, Uh, go now? (laughs) Can I go now? You gotta do the classic uh, aliens. <laughs> Can I go now? Am I Bill Paxton? No, that was uh, Newt when she's like, they're dead. Can I go now? All right. Well, I, I want to be Bill Paxton. So. All right, fair enough. You are Bill Paxton. You yes. reach for your gun. <laughs> <laughs> it means only that you're doing well. Tell me, how did it feel when you changed from human to animal? You think back to that strange moment. It was confusing. Uh, Sometimes my human memory went against my animal instinct. Ah, then you would rather have no trace of human memory. I'd rather have it completely. You say? If I could always have remembered that I'd been human, I'd have been an extra smart animal. Ah, but, but, says the monk, knowing you were a human being who was trapped in the body of an animal would be very hard indeed. You might panic when you're an animal. It is better to be wrapped in the mist of forgetfulness. Yeah, I agree with the monk. On, I'm, I'm going off script here. I would love <laughs> to be an animal right now. Like, the, being a oh, domestic yeah. cat, like, that seems like the life uh, at yeah, this time. Yeah, Stevie just came up, got a whole bunch of pets right in the middle of this recording. Yeah. Seems pretty great, so I don't know. Well, um, so I'll go back on script. I don't know which would be worse, I admit. Sometimes you must make a decision, even when you can't decide, the monk says gently. You start but- to protest. Nope. The monk's eyes are like glowing coals. His voice seems to burn into your brain. You are about to become an animal again. You must choose whether you want to keep your human mind or live without a trace of human memory. If you choose to keep your human memory, turn to page 60. If you choose to give it up, turn to page 70. Really, they're getting into some existential stuff here. I would like to completely leave behind my life as a human and become an animal entirely. I choose to give it up. Great. Page 70. I'm clicking on the correct one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You Uh take flight from the surface of the marsh. It's a hot summer and you're in search of blood. Yum. (laughs) Instinct guides you towards the house and through the broken part of the screen. You hover over a sleeping girl. As you buzz by her ear, she turns. Her arm lashes out. And you dart away. You light on a wall, waiting until she's quiet again. You focus on a bare shoulder and dive! Silently, you set to work, drawing out her rich red blood. The girl swats hard, but you fly out of range. As soon as she settles back down, you land on her hand to finish your meal. This is the best blood yet! (laughs) Suddenly, (laughs) suddenly the girl sits up and switches on a light. Once again, you take to the air. All right, mosquito. She stalks around the room looking for you. You light on her back, on the back of her neck, and walk slowly down her spine. Gotcha! The girl cries, slapping herself on the shoulder. 
You move down a little further. The hand whips around again. Splat! Oh! Wow. Dead. Not a great way to go out. So that that's not fair. He's giving me a shitty animal because I wanted to give away my human life. I wonder if like I'm a cool animal if we go. Well, back he was those. the one who told you I to know. give it up. <laughs> yeah. He tricked you, man. Yeah. This monk just wants to rope me in his temple and teach me Holy lessons shit. for I he literally this book tricked you into doing this because the book itself was like hey really you should do this thing and i agreed and i was a fool for it i need to trust my own instincts actually my own instinct was wrong too let's go back one i want to see what happens with the next one uh if you choose to keep your human memory turn to page 60 and then this is probably going to be our our final run so we need to make this this work here okay no matter what it's like to be a dog with a dog's understanding it's terrible to be a dog when you have human understanding You know, because that's what's happened to you. (laughs) And you realize instantly that you aren't going to have an easy life as a dog. A poodle in a fancy house in California or a golden retriever curled up in a fire, curled up beside before a fireplace in Vermont. No, you can see that you have a hard life ahead. You're a husky, a big, strong one. Thank goodness for that, you think, as you look around and see the other six in your team. You're all hitched to a sled waiting for the command to break it out of the ice. There are three men in fur clothes loading the sled. They have rifles, and you shrink down on your haunches, thinking about how any one of them could shoot you, and no one would care! You quiver as you recall how, when Eskimos get trapped in bad weather and can't find enough to eat, they shoot a dog or two for food. This is an outdated book. I don't think Eskimo is cool anymore. Yes, uh, the indigenous people (laughs) in this insult. (laughs) Uh, Um, I would, I was, uh, you know, I've, I've, uh, I'm a pet care professional as well as an artist and, uh, I'm, I'm a big dog guy and, you know, I, I, yeah, they probably don't have the easiest life that a dog can have, but I, I am happy I get to be a dog here. Yeah, I plus I mean you're a big strong husky. Like I feel like you, there are worse things that could have happened for sure. Yeah. And I just saw Call of the Wild in theater, thrilling uh innovative digital fur technology and I don't believe you. <laughs> and this might mean I get to meet my hero Harrison Ford. So I'm excited for this adventure. I actually think on the next page he crashes a plane into this race. <laughs> oh man, Harrison's out for a joyride again. <laughs> Classic Harrison. Mm -hmm. That one. One of the men is pointing at you. You're quivering and shaking. You must look sick. They might shoot you because they don't want the sled (laughs) held back by a sick dog. You leap to your feet and stand alert, as if eager to pull the sled. The men exchange a few more words and resume their work. Few. I guess we'll let him live a few more minutes until he looks a little sick again. (laughs) Damn, I gotta, I gotta look ready. You look over at the other dogs and judge yourself to be stronger and bigger than all of them, except the lead dog. Even he is scarcely larger than you. You must be the second dog in the team. I could take him. You probably could take him. Three men and seven dogs across the Arctic tundra. Where are you bound? For what purpose? You have no way of knowing. Yeah, I don't know. Turn to page 25. Why are you asking me? Suddenly, the lead dog turns and snarls at you, baring his teeth. You step back a pace and you look away. When you look at him, again, he's sniffing at the howl ahead of him. 
hell? I don't know what that's supposed to be. <laughs> maybe that's sniffing? just a word we don't know. Uh, maybe. I, I'm also just going to say ground. He's sniffing at the ground ahead of him. <laughs> you sniff and smell the other dogs, each with its own distinctive scent. You smell the wood and leather and half-frozen dried food stacked on the sled, and the scent of the men themselves. Curious about the same scent that attracted the lead dog, you step forward. He turns on you, growling. Hmm? Shrink back. Why is he so unfriendly? It's a problem, The answer dude. comes to you. Yeah, seriously. The answer comes to you. You're his number two dog. He's afraid you're challenging his authority. If you could smile, you would, because you realize what power you have with your human mind. Mush! Instinctively, you press forward, taking up the slack and straining with the other dogs to break the sled out of the ice. In a moment, you're all trotting along at a good clip, pulling the loaded sled over the hard-packed snow. You have no idea when you'll get to rest. Unlike the other dogs, you think about what you'll do when you make camp for the night. If you decide to try and challenge the leader and become lead dog, turn to page 100. If you decide you'll try to escape and gain your freedom, turn to page 77. See, my instinct is to be the lone wolf that I am and escape and gain my freedom. But I actually saw this exact thing play out in Call of the Wild. And Buck has to, the the original lead dog in the pack uh, has an attitude and Buck must challenge him and he becomes the lead dog. Spoiler alert. So turn, Dude, to, page, turn to page 100. I want to follow <laughs> Buck's example. He cured Harrison's alcoholism. I highly recommend Call of the Wild in theaters before. <laughs> Maybe it's all VOD, everybody. That's true. By the time this actually airs, who knows? As you and the others pull the sled along on the hard-packed snow, you feel strength and energy flowing through your body. You're a strong dog in the prime of life. Yes. The wind is bitter. The breath of the dogs is like puffs of smoke. Icicles form around your nose and mouth, but your coat is thick and warm. At noon, the men stop to rest. The other dogs become restless, and you do too. You smell food and realize how hungry you are. The men are unpacking seal meat. They throw a chunk to each dog, the largest to the lead dog. He bites off a piece and smugly lifts his head and looks away while he wolfs it down. Uh Uh-oh. This is as good a time as any. You dash in and grab the lead dog's meat. It takes a moment for him to understand what's happened. Then he charges, his brutal jaws open, razor teeth bared. But you have a plan. Using your human mind, you seize the chunk of meat and swing it around, slapping the lead dog in the face as he lunges for your throat. Confused, he stops short, torn between wanting to grab the meat and wanting to attack you. In that instance, you strike, seizing his throat and biting deeply enough to get a grip, taking care not to sever the jugular. You don't want the men to decide you're a killer. Sensing that he is helpless, the other dog squeals. You hear the men talking, coming closer. You tighten your grip and twist the other dog onto his side. He goes limp, but he's not dead. He is submitting to your authority. That's right. I'm the alpha. I'm the alpha dog. I am an alpha. I am a dog. You relax your grip. The other dog slinks away. In a few minutes, the men hitch up the team. And this time, you're in the lead position. The men are talking excitedly. They must be impressed by how you conquered the other dog. You're pleased with yourself. Mm -hmm. Next time, you'll get the biggest piece of meat. The trouble is, you think, you're still only a dog. I'm top dog, though. Not really a problem, is it? No, you're making moves. That night, as you're dozing off to sleep, you feel a great change taking place in your body. 
in space and time. Yes. Turn to page 16. Seems like that was the right choice. You know instantly oh, what you have become. Yes. You can see your big trunk waving in front of you. You feel your stringy tail whirling back and forth, shooing away flies. You look around at the other elephants walking among the acacia trees. I think I said that right. Moving your massive body with ease, you sway, th- you sway slowly through the grove, slop- stopping only briefly to try one sort of vegetation or another. In your curiosity, you wander a little way away from the herd and soon find yourself at the edge of the savanna. Only a dozen yards from you are two full-grown lions. They turn their massive heads and stare at you with piercing green eyes. With lingering traces of your human memory, or is it the memory of a vulnerable baby elephant? A vulnerable baby elephant. You feel a momentary sense of fright. Without thinking about it, you trumpet loudly. Oh, that was good. That was a good one, Andy. <laughs> Without thinking about, oh, uh, stomping the ground with your front foot. The lions spring away from you, running like frightened rabbits. You remember now that with one tap of your foot, you could break their backs. You head back towards the herd. The others have stopped grazing and are walking single file across the savannah. Where are they going, you wonder? If you try to rejoin the herd, turn to page 38. But if you decide to explore the savannah on your own, turn to page 76. Now this may run counter to my instincts as described as the John McCain maverick of uh, the previous uh, chapters, but I know elephants love their family, and I do love my family, and I will rejoin the herd. All right, turn to page 38. You follow the herd across the plain. They're moving at a slow walk, and you lope after them to catch up. Some of the other elephants stop to stare at you. The leader, a huge old female, steps towards you. She looks at you with kindly eyes, as she makes a low rumbling sound. A rumble. Another elephant brushes your back with her trunk. Mm. <laughs> okay. The yeah, the herd stops in a grove of acacia trees, and sexy sax music starts to play, but there <laughs> is little to eat. <laughs> you work hard, stripping bark and pushing over stumps to find good vegetation. You have to eat and eat and eat. There's so much of you to feed. Within a few hours, the grove has been stripped. The leader makes a low noise in her throat as she resumes the trek across the open plain. (laughs) You and the others follow. The weather has been getting drier. You know, without being told that you're searching for better feeding grounds. It's hard having to eat so much, but at least you don't live in constant fear like the antelopes, zebras, and giraffes. Mm -hmm. Your herd has come upon a field in which hundreds of elephant bones lie scattered about an elephant graveyard. Never go to that place, Simba. (laughs) You must never go there. Several of the other elephants pick up bones with their trunks. You watch as a leader... As the leader carries a bone into a grove of baob- tr- baobab trees. Baobab? Baobab trees. Bob trees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she drops it gently, stands quietly a few moments, then returns to the herd. Did this bone belong to one of her ancestors? Just as you couldn't fully understand the human mind while in a human form, you can't possibly expect to understand everything about elephants, even though you are one. The quest for food tugs at the herd. And the procession resumes. Turn to page 28. Uh-oh. Oh. Not long after passing the Valley of the Bones, you see another small herd of elephants crossing your path. You had thought your group was headed towards better feeding grounds, 
Why is this group heading a different way? You listen for the rumbling sounds of contentment from the leader of the two herds, but you hear nothing. You search your memories. Gradually, the picture forms. There are good feeding grounds to the south, but there are also many humans and their dwellings, their crops and their guns. Mm -mm. To the north, there is an area where humans rarely kill, but there the trees have been stripped bare, and you will find only parched grasslands where an elephant can hardly keep cool enough to graze. The two herds are regrouping. Some elephants are going north, and some south. If you follow the group headed south towards the good feeding grounds, turn to page 36. But if you head north towards the safe area, turn to page 97. If you think I'm going to trust man and his evil ways and the the cold steel of the gun, then I'm dumber than a mosquito. So I'm heading north towards the safe area. I could not agree more. You join the other elephants headed along an ancient route to the north. The herd stops to feed, but there is very little to eat. I feel like I somehow picked up the monk's voice for the narration you somewhere did, yeah. along the way. <laughs> <laughs> the herd stops to feed, but there's very little to eat. Other elephants have stripped rare most of the trees along the way. Supposed to be stripped. Lot of errors in this script. Yeah. Later, when you're hot and thirsty and reach a stream bed, you find the water has dried up. You watch the other elephants paw at hard, sun-baked clay. With your mighty front legs, you're able to dig down several feet. A pool of muddy water appears at the bottom of the hole. You eagerly suck it up through your trunk. After a long time, you're able to get a gallon or so. Not really enough. The herd moves on. As the days go by, some of the old elephants weaken. This is bleak. Yeah, seriously. Without adequate water, they are unable to cool their great bodies. One old cow... Drops to her knees, then crumples to me ground. <laughs> crumples really, to me ground. <laughs> really takes the wind out of that moment. <laughs> I know. I was about to cry and then crumples to me ground. Like, change the pirate speak. <laughs> Some of the largest animals try to lift her by sliding their tusks under her body, but it's no use. She takes one great gasp of air. <gasps> Am I still... Two elephants stay a while with the body. The others move on. You follow them. Fuck that old elephant. (laughs) No, I'm I'm truly emotional, George. Move on, please. (laughs) You reach another dried creek bed. The other elephants stand waiting. You're in a safe area, but you're worried because of the lack of water. Then you hear other elephants rumbling sounds of contentment. Soon you understand. The sky has grown darker. Before long, rain is falling in torrents. The dry season is over. (laughs) For a while, you and the others in your herd will be well-fed, safe, and happy, as lords of the earth should be. I bless the rains down in Africa. That's right. We have no choice but to turn to page 103. I'm back seated in loaded position. (laughs) Damn. You're surrounded by silence and darkness. You can't. Oh, we we already read have this. Done this page. Oh my god, this is what they were talking about, Andy. Has this ever this happened before? Loop. No, this is the loop. He was saying that time, you might you might do the same shit. Wait. Oh. So have I done both of these already? Yeah, but I guess the only option left is uh, is to 
try and get through that mesquite as a horse. We have this is our redemption. Oh, candy. okay, yeah. This, we can't go back and and uh, be a lord of something else. We should. I, I'm, I'm try sorry the horse. to tell you that since this is not an official ending, we cannot rewind. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay, yes. this is not a death. All right. No, not a death. We have simply returned. I'm on to this my party. last life anyway, right? Yeah, that's right. So, oh shit. So we have to lead other animals. Turn to page 105. We get the horse nonsense again. We're yep. tremendous chestnut stallions. Yeah. Oh, I should not have tried again. <laughs> <laughs> we cut through the mesquite, turning to page 94. You race through the mesquite thickets, instinctively dodging the tangle of branches. Your legs are torn and bloody from the spiny thorns, but your spirit keeps you going. Spirit was a simmerin, not a chestnut stallion. Uh-huh. Uh, all of your energy is directed to saving the herd. As you burst out onto open ground and gallop towards the ravine, you see the herd nearing the edge. You run alongside, nipping and snorting. <laughs> I want to be a <laughs> Not pig. quite a horse snort, but pretty close, <laughs> I'll, I'll say. As you run ahead of the lead horses, you rear up on your hind legs, striking out sharply with your hooves. They wheel away, none of them daring to approach you. For a moment, they stamp and snort in confusion. <laughs> crack of thunder echoes across the sky, and one of the yearlings bolts away. Swiftly, you're at him, turning him back to the others. The herd slowly settles down, and you lead them back through the canyon. The wind has shifted. The storm is over. In the clear night air, you stand alone, once again watching your herd. Turn to page 58. Okay. Once again, the wave of darkness sweeps over you. You feel as if you are spinning wildly, and then everything is still. You are I, you again. I got the spins. What is this What is this monk giving me? I don't know, but he's sitting there looking serene as ever. Doesn't he ever get up and stretch or walk around, you wonder? He must eat, though not very much, judging by his frail appearance. His high cheekbones seem barely covered with skin. His brown eyes set far back in their sockets. The monk interrupts your thoughts. Well, have you been happy as an animal? Happy? You say slowly. I don't know. It felt so different. It's hard. Ah, then you would be happier being a simpler animal. A simple animal of the air, of the land, or of the sea. Which? Wait a minute. You protest. What about the guardian and... There is no other way! The monk's voice is gentle but firm. It is not I who ordains your destiny. You grit your teeth and answer. If you say you'll be a simple animal of the air, turn to page 70. If you say you'll be a simple animal of the land, turn to page 63. If you say you'll be a simple animal of the sea, turn to page 108. Now, George, do you think he's going to let me be a shark? Of, like, is a, simple, is, is a shark a simple animal? I kind of doubt it. I think that that is what's going to happen here because I think that he's probably like, oh, you're just driven by instinct. Like, just eat, eat, eat. So I think that that probably is the shark path. That's true. All right, I'll grip my teeth and follow the stars, fish in a bucket. I'll be go. an animal, simple animal of the sea. A poet called you a pair of ragged claws. Not a shark, though. <laughs> and so you are, and nothing more, because nothing occurs to you but hunger. Searching, and in fear, retreating. Instinctively, you dig into the sand to keep the waves from overturning you. What brought you out from your hiding place, the rock ledge near the shore? What brought you out? A morsel of food? You ate a mussel and a worm, but you don't remember it, or anything else, because you're only a crab, 
living in the present, the ever-changing present, and you don't know why you scuttled back onto the rock ledge as an eagle dived at you, <laughs> dove at you, is probably what it should be. Yes. You are safe in the shallow water now, though only for now, in the ever-changing present. Turn I am pissed. I am not going two. to be a shark. <laughs> And they think, they got my Zodiac all wrong. I'm not a cancer. The cancer is <laughs> crab. I'm more fish in a bucket. Why don't I get to be a shark? You can feel yourself stretching. Your arms and legs are growing longer. Strength is surging into your human body. Laughing, you leap into the air and come down <laughs> in, in the temple. At first, you shudder to be back inside the huge dark room. But then you realize you can still move. The shadow of death no longer clings to you. All right. How was it being a simple animal? The monk inquires gently. It was awful to be able to feel, but not think. Ah, you would rather not think and not feel. No, I'm... Were you asleep, you wonder? It doesn't seem so, though you're rubbing your eyes as if you were. The monk sits in the lotus position, impassive as before. Go to the door, he tells you. But do not cross the threshold. Careful to stay inside. You go to the open door and blink in astonishment. The stairs of the temple are covered in deep drifts of snow. In fact... Everything is covered by snow, except the statue of the temple, Guardian. Months have passed. Turn to page 89. My God. Do you think that we're going to get one final challenge, and it's going to be being a shark? Oh, please. Let the snow turn to water, and let me take a swim. Have have I been asleep since summer? Your voice, silenced for so long, is husky. You have not been asleep, the monk replies. You've been a tree! What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Try to imagine yourself as a tree. No, this standing. is a curveball. Yeah, stand, that's not even an animal anymore. Standing, rooted, half your lower trunk covered with snow, your branches and twigs quivering in the winter wind. Unfeeing. Probably Feeing. supposed to be unfeeling. God damn it. <laughs> the monk breaks into your thoughts. You have shown courage and new understanding. The guardian of the temple is pleased with you. You will be allowed to return to human life. Unless you choose to become an animal again. Why would I do that? The monk smiles. Few humans are given the opportunity to experience life as another creature. You may never have this chance again. If you say you'll try being an animal again, turn to page 86. If you say you don't want to risk being an animal again, turn to page 114. And based on the timing, (laughs) I'm going to urge you to return to your human life. Seems like a trap... Uh, but I, I want to be a shark, George. I want to be an animal again. Turn to page 86. All right. <laughs> All right, I say reluctantly. I guess I'll take one more chance at being an animal, but can you promise me that I'll survive and come back? His face, stern and impassive, the monk replies, I can't guarantee anything. You may return if you can stay alive for three weeks as an animal. If you don't want to take that chance, then you must remain here with me for three weeks as my new boyfriend. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) And then what? The trails have been completely covered by the snow. In three weeks' time, hikers will pass this temple. They will guide you down the mountain. Well then, I'll just stay here for three weeks. The monk rises to his feet. Though he looks old and frail, he walks through the temple door as gracefully as a dancer. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes being human can be as dangerous as being an animal. Humans are animals. Excuse me, True monk. True that. True that, young man. <laughs> he points to the snow-laden mountainside that rises steeply above the temple. 
Turn to page 93. You cannot answer. You are in such awe of the mountain. In the clear, dry air, it seems so close. You feel as if you could reach up and cap the jagged peaks with your hand. The sky is such a deep blue above the mountaintop that you feel as if you are staring not at the sky, but into space itself. Plumes of snow are blowing off the upper slopes. The strange old man besides you has been waiting for you to finish your reverie. Seeing you look at him, he says, Never have I seen the snow lie so deep on the mountain. Spring will be here soon, and the sun is growing stronger. I do not know when, but in the season that is now upon us, an avalanche will bury this temple. Think of that before you decide whether you will stay here three weeks. If you say you'll stay anyway, turn to page 98. If you say you'll be an animal for three weeks, turn to page 32. Did I pick the wrong answer before? Didn't we already decide to be an animal Yeah, I want to be an animal. <laughs> All right, 32. I'll take a chance in being an animal again. Even as you speak, the room seems to dissolve before your eyes. The next sensation is one of being immensely strong, fearless, and proud. You open your mouth and let out a deafening roar that would scare you half to death if you weren't making it yourself. You look down at your huge, tawny paws. Turning your head, you see a powerful hindquarters and your splendid, tufted tail. There's no doubt about it. You are a lion. Yes. You're in a zoo. A horrible zoo. (laughs) Facing back and forth in a terrible cage. I'm in in Joe Exotic's um, zoo. Is his roadside zoo. Joe Exotic Tiger King. Three steps turn. Three steps turn. Three steps turn. Stop to look at the gawking people behind the steel black doors. Bars. Three steps turn. Three steps turn. Wow. Turn to page 65, in fact. Uh-huh. How you hate concrete under your paws. You <laughs> roar again. The people shrink away from the bars. Some of them laugh. Some of them even snicker. One of them tries to roar back. How ridiculous they are. And those who have imprisoned you in this miserable cell, what a stupid lot they are. Then you remember your human self. You'll be returned to your own human body in three weeks. At least you'll be safe where you are. Humiliating as it is, you're grateful to be in a zoo. No one will shoot you. Thinking of this, you want to smile. But since lions can't smile, it comes out as a great big yawn. Oh. Wow! Shouts a little boy. Look at those teeth! The end. What well, a weird ending. Yeah, I guess uh, you got a little cocky. You went back for round two, and uh, I guess this is the punishment, but... It's not that bad. I've, I've, yeah, all things I... considered... Seems you like survived. it's very zoo positive. I mean, even though it like sucks, it's like at least you're not dead. Okay. Yeah. I was it's never true. a shark. It, <laughs> we <laughs> went through a lot of it too. Like we really tried to be. I a know. Shark I I uh, <laughs> I'm taking <laughs> perverse pleasure in running out the clock with you. I'm pretty sure this is your longest choose your own adventure yet. Uh, it may be, and still no shark, which is. I was a lot of cool animals, though. Octopus, elephant, dog. I think the octopus was probably the most successful experience, in my opinion. Yeah. I was that octopus from Finding Dory. It was a tricky octopus. Oh, all right. So, all right. Final question for you, uh, Andy. Let's say, of the animals that you were, based on the lives that you led, which animal would you be stuck in Animorph style. Um, once in college, somebody asked me what my spirit animal was, and I said 
dog and they got kind of mad because I guess that's a boring answer, but I'm <laughs> such a I'm such a dog guy that I feel like that's a very solid animal to be. And also oh, yeah. I, I as a as a water boy from Zodiac, I should choose octopus because I was so effective as it and I also do like to be in a a small enclosed space. But dogs can swim. I'm gonna go. I'm a I'm a wet dog. Uh, I respect yeah. the hell out of that. Plus, you were the leader too. Like, you yeah, were fucking I was badass. badass alpha dog. Yeah, I I followed the path of Buck uh, from one of my favorite films called The Wild Mile, <laughs> available on VOD. Stunning digital Maybe. fur technology. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note. Uh, I want to thank you, uh, AT, for coming on here. And uh, you can call me Andy George. You're my friend. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Andy. <laughs> Thanks for coming on and being an animal. Uh, thank it was you, a lot of George. Fun. And why don't you tell the people where they can find your absolutely delightful work that I truly adore and encourage everyone to buy? Oh, thank you, George. Very supportive, and I appreciate it. And I will be back. I I I still have to consult with my advisors about my horror movie. Um, but uh, you can find me on Instagram at A.T. Pratt, P-R-A-T-T, Twitter at Cartoon Tycoon, atpratt.net. has got uh, a lot of links on it. And be my friend, facebook.com slash A.T. Pratt, atpratt.storeenvy.com for all of my comics and prints and stuff. Got a Redbubble uh account name at pratt if you want to get a bernie shirt he still here's how bernie can still win <laughs> um yeah i think that might be it um oh yeah we're still in it baby yeah <laughs> feel the burn yeah i actually do have one of uh, andy's birds for bernie shirt and i love it and i get a lot of compliments on hey it, so. yeah thank you thank you george but i also you reminded me that i'm pissed i didn't get to be an eagle either uh what was his name ron wing the illustrator oh, yeah. He Something he promised like me eagle and and shark and I yeah, got to be neither on the one. Cover. <laughs> yeah, we only got to see that that monk. Oh, and I have to say the I think it was like a griffin statue, uh, or, or I guess griffins have eagle wings, not dragon wings. Never mind. Yeah, I don't know, but it was something, and we didn't get to be that either. So no, but we were lots of great animals. And I had a great time. Thank you, George, for having me on. Absolutely. And uh, you can find all my stuff on littlehorrorphl.com. As Andy said, lots of links on there, so you can pretty much find whatever you need by going there. Uh, and also follow me on Twitter, littlehorrorphl. Uh, we have lots of fun on there. And uh, what else? Buy some merch if you feel like supporting the show that way. But if you really want to support the show, you could go to iTunes and leave a nice rating and review talking about how much you like the show because then when people go to look at it they can say oh wow look at this smart audience that listens to this podcast wouldn't i like to be one of them so if you want that for other people leave you, a review you do you, you do <laughs> other than that i think that's pretty much it you you know the deal at this point thanks again andy bye thank you george i am a shark no matter what they say and words can't bring you down yeah Okay. I think that's a good note to leave on.